Welcome to the Tiger Cast, a podcast designed to tell the story of Warsaw schools and inform our community about the great things happening to serve our students. Hey, Warsaw, this is Amy Lunsford, principal at Lincoln Elementary. And I'm Kyle Carter, the chief technology and data analytics officer for Warsaw Community Schools. Today, we are talking transportation, most specifically buses, and who better to have with us today than the expert of transportation within Warsaw Community Schools, Mr. Mark Fick, our Everybody's director of transportation. favorite guy. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, you are a popular man. We are all talking to you all the time. So, Mark, thanks for joining us today. Um, there are so many logistics that go into planning the routes and measures to keep our students safe as they go back and forth to school. Um, we're really looking forward to hearing what some of those logistics are because I think from the outside looking in, we know very, very little about what goes on to keep our kids safe on the road. So um, to start us off, how many students does your team transport on a typical day? Roughly 4,300 students a day. Roughly. Not that many. Um, how many routes does that take? We have uh, 33 regular routes, 10 special need routes, and then like seven activity buses that run and pick up other students. Roughly a little under 12,000 miles a day. Why so many different routes? Because our uh, area is 35 miles by 25. And, and we're south of 14 and all the way up to 19. And that's something that I think people don't always understand with Warsaw Community Schools is just the vast, the vast length of area that we span and cover. You think about that, we're covering areas as north as Leesburg and, and north of Leesburg, south as Claypool. We are a long, narrow district, which means that's a lot of square footage and a lot of, a lot of miles to cover. Yes. I think, too, it's sometimes interesting. People think, oh, the bus drivers work in the morning. They go pick up their kids, and they drop them off, and then they go home for a while, and then they come pick up kids at school, and they take them home. But talk to us about really what goes on all day long with your bus drivers. Well, routes start at – first buses start going out at 540 in the morning, first pickup 6. We run regular routes, special needs, until 915, 920. Then everybody is set at the school. In between that, you have school activities going on, you have um, uh, machine tool welding, you have all these students that have to get moved around within the school system itself, plus you have special needs kids that need to go to different organizations throughout the day, and then you have the school activities themselves. So special trips, um, field outings, all that, and that usually runs to about 230 and there's multiple roughly between 25 to 30 buses out a day just for that on a daily basis. And then we go into right at 3 o'clock, right into back into routes. And the last bus usually gets it off regular route about 5.45. So we're talking 12-hour-plus gig. Yes. And this is a, a full-time thing for, for some of our drivers. Yeah, a lot of drivers, yeah. yes. A lot of logistics and planning all of those routes, Mark. What's your background that, that makes you good at this job and, and making all of those pieces work? What, was, what, what did you do in a, in a previous career? Well, I did 24 years in the Army. I actually graduated from Warsaw in 1987, and I joined the service and then did 24 years in the Army, come back here and there. And then my wife and I were retired in, uh, I, I retired in Colorado Springs, 
and it was basically a flip of the coin. We're going to stay in Colorado Springs or come back with all the family. So we decided to come back. And, and oh, go ahead. Um, and, and my apologies for oh. interrupting. What was your role in the military? Um, I was in the infantry. So I was a platoon sergeant for 60 odd some guys. So it was, uh, it was a good experience. I mean, I wouldn't change it. I always tell, I always joke around and say it's the second best job I ever had because the service <laughs> was just amazing to me. Oh, I love it. But navigating the ins and outs of systems and getting people from point a to point b that's just you can do that in your sleep yes and i look at and i joke around a little bit but i look at our area that we cover as a battlefield (laughs) you know as far as hey i need to move people here people there and it's just not me it's it's a group of us that just come up and we just shoot ideas at each other and especially since, you know, COVID happened and all that, we've lost drivers. And it's thinking more and more and more outside the box about how we need to pick up students, stay within, you know, high school routes or secondary routes as far as two per seat. Elementary, you know, we run three per seat up to fourth grade, and then they can sit two per seat. And it's just a matter of size as far as just getting um, them around. But we have drivers that... I have one. I have one driver. She's been here thirty-five years. Oh wow! Thirty-five years so and a lot of dedication. Then oh, yeah. with within yes. the team, within the field, on that. But thinking outside of the bar, the box, Mark, this is this is something your team has had to do really in the last couple of years. How many routes were there when you joined the team? Uh, fifty-eight. Fifty-eight um, regular routes, and then ten special need routes. And so that's that's that numbers come down quite yes. a bit. What caused that? So it was a matter of finding who was transporting who and then start to consolidate, you know, consolidate routes and make them run more efficient. Mm-hmm. That's what I was going to say. Efficiency. You yeah. are like the king of efficiency and you, and you have to be, your feet yes. are kind of held to the fire a little bit on that. Yes. Right? Yes, they did. <laughs> right. Mark, school bus safety, it's we're, we see it more and more in the news. Um, what are ways that Warsaw Community Schools works to ensure that all students can get on and off the bus safely well we run right now we're at about 75 percent curbside pickup for all students can we naturally go 100 percent sometime i don't think any school corporation ever could because of just additions and all that we try to group as many kids as we can you know for pickups um we have seven to eight cameras on each bus i have a stop on camera on the outside and plus we've um purchased Lighting systems, I'm sure people have seen them. They've um, illuminate. They're at a higher, more intense illumination, and we've purchased for all my 2017s on new lighting systems for the outside, for the two stop arms or stop signs, and then the signs up front. But we um, that was something that I knew we needed to um, take care of because it's a matter of taking care of the driver, but mostly all. Most mostly taking care of the student to make sure they're safe, and if something does happen, yeah, that's kind of a, a nice segue, Mark, into an issue that I know as building leaders we see a lot. It's a common conversation that takes place between building leaders and bus drivers in regard to electronics on the bus. Yes. And our kids live, eat, breathe electronics. They all have them. Many of them have phones of their own, plus the iPads that we have at schools. Why is it so important that parents and students are familiar with and really abide by those regulations with electronics on the bus? Well, 
What is the regulation, I guess? Let's state that for everybody. Well, one of the last um, the last rules of the bus rules on the bus is you cannot videotape because we we handle that, and it's just a distraction. You can have your cell phone. You know, you can listen to your music, iPod, you know, iPad, and all that. But when you start to film, you're creating a distraction with the driver, and plus that video can go anywhere. And if if a student's filming another student doing right. something they shouldn't be doing. Truly a legality issue because exactly. I cannot have footage for another student on my phone and then be showing that to everybody. Exactly. Um, Mark, you talked a little bit about, you know, they, they can have those things on the bus and they can listen to their music, but what bus drivers really need for parents to help reinforce and what we're trying to reinforce <coughs> in the building all the time is if you're going to do that, you need to make sure you've got those those earbuds in because as we all know um i mean i say if there is one job in the school district that i could never ever step into it's bus driver um and i think my husband would say you're right amy no one wants you driving a bus but it's so hard to in in just my own vehicle when things are loud and i'm trying to concentrate on the safety of the road um you know loud alarms that are going off on electronics, let alone multiple electronics um, or music that's blaring, that sort of thing can be extremely distracting to drivers, which of course then creates a a safety issue. How much would you say that is something you guys talk about as bus drivers or an issue that bus drivers are dealing with? A lot. And I have some drivers that they don't allow any electronics at all, which that's their, you know, for me to change something like that, from a driver that's been here 20 years, and this is how they do it. And you've experienced it. You've experienced it where, you know, first thing I tell you is, hey, she's been driving for 25 years. She knows exactly what she's doing, and that's the way it's going to be. And because they take their responsibility so seriously of what they do. I have other drivers that they use it as a, as a tool, you know, to mm-hmm. keep the bot, you know, keep the, the, the students occupied. Because, you know, some kids – on the bus an hour and 10 hour and 15 minutes sure. they're, they're the first pickups at six and they get to the school at you know seven twenty in the morning mm-hmm. and i'm always amazed that parent pickup lines i i provide the safest way to travel but you still have parents that will wait you know 45 minutes before school gets out to wait in line and then they'll stay in line and I already have their student home or the student over around the bus. Because I've gotten called before where parents are trying to get past the bus and they're going right to their house because they've been waiting in line at the, at the, um, at the school. But it's just um, amazing how we provide a service and you know, it doesn't get used to its potential yeah. of what it is. And I call it a rite of passage. I mean, we all have, have, a, we all have kids. And it's like, you know, that's their, that's their growth of how, hey, when they turn 16, guess what? I'm off the bus. I'm driving. Mm-hmm. You know, I, was, I just look at it as a rite of passage. Yeah, well, that's certainly one way that parents can help reinforce safety on the bus is with that electronic piece. So, Mark, um, we saw you on TV a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I know WSPT was out. They had some conversation with you. And I know that had to do a lot with talking um, – 
bus safety and and specifically in that case i think we were talking stop arms um, yes. i know that's a popular hot topic that you will see often in the news how does warsaw community schools work with uh, local law enforcement to ensure that we again it's another measure of safety that we provide for our students but how do we work to ensure and enforce the importance of stop arms and and folks stopping when the when the bus is um, picking up and dropping students well, we've been, today is the 27th day of school, and I've had 68 stop arm violations of drivers going right through buses that are letting off students or picking up students. For one, we're lucky that they weren't crossing the street, and then that's where the command and control comes in with the drivers. But um, I work very closely with, um, you know, the sheriff, um, the local police, Warsaw PD, One Lake PD, um, Claypool, Silver Lake Sheriff's Department. I sent out a uh, a blast to them, but I was having problems, issues on a stop, and they would just start swarming. So they are very proactive, very. And they, if they pull a car over because of stop on violation, they're getting a ticket. I mean, they are getting a ticket, and that's what the. There's no grace, mm-hmm. none. So that's an example, though, where Warsaw Community Schools were 75% curbside anyway. You're still supposed to stop regardless of what side the student the student is exiting or which direction they're going. Um, but even in the event of a violation, we work hard to ensure students aren't crossing the road whenever we have that opportunity. Yes, yes. Every, every time. And I tell the drivers that if it doesn't feel right, it's not right. Mm-hmm. Would you drop your son or daughter off at that stop? the way it is and that's usually pretty much the answer right there what they come up with so um they're very when we hand out routes to the, the driver for for the year and, and this is our planning process starts from when school stops and um it's it's continuous and it's a matter of just letting them figure out how they want to do their routes the best way and all that and um, some take a lot of meticulous time to make sure that everything is done to the T. I mean, you, you live a career, and, and being a bus driver, their career is by the minute. You know, if you take a student that if a bus driver is waiting two minutes for him to come out the door, you take that time 60 stops, it starts adding up the time. Mm-hmm. So that's how they, you know, that's why they are always so, you know, they rather have a student waiting for two to three minutes and they pull up and they go instead of waiting, you know, over and over and over again because it starts to add up. Sure. It's really evident, Mark, when anyone talks to you. I can remember the very first time I even met you when I came to Warsaw Schools. You're very passionate about what you do. And that goes way beyond um, the link of this job to what you did in the military. What do you see as the role, um, and, and how is this a service beyond just getting kids to and from school for you and your bus drivers? Because I, I look at the employees as what I did in service, of who was under me, which is now, but then I look at the students as, you know, it's, it's, it's my job, but most importantly, it's to make sure the drivers are doing their job and the students are protected. That's that's how I put the correlation together, and it's a it's it's a it's a tough task for a driver to sit there and 
be able to govern or something from their back of, mm-hmm. of what they do and how they do it. And ours, our drivers are some of the most amazing people that I've ever like through the service and all that have ever worked with. I mean, they are passionate about what they do and uh, I couldn't ask for any, anything better out of them or anything, anything more out of them. I mean, they, they are just amazing, amazing people. And you can tell from the outside looking in that you guys are, you're a unit. You have each other's backs yes. and you, you work hard and tightly as a team. Um, you know, it's safety and security, obviously, top to bottom, all the way around for, for transportation. But it's also about these bus drivers are the first interaction Yes. When you're talking about the school connection, they're the first interaction for many of these students and the last connection at the end of the day. Um, can you talk a little bit about maybe conversations that you have or even a, um, an example of a, a driver that does that really well and is passionate, not just about the safety and security component, but that connection piece also? Well, they see the student every day. So you might take a teacher that will have that student you know, a semester or a year and they won't see that student again. You know, they'll see him in the school here, but, you know, a driver will have someone 13, what, 14 years, every 180 days a year, plus, you know, if they do summer school, and they start to develop relationships with the students. I mean, it's it's apparent, and um, it's just important to them. They listen to them. They know where they live. They know how they're living. They know what they need, and we through Kosciuszko County, we have some rough areas. I mean, we have some rough areas that we've helped a lot of issues with students that are having problems. And, and that's what I always tell the principals too, is that if you want to get to the core of something, they ride the bus, then you need to talk to the, <laughs> then you need to talk to the driver because I guarantee they can put the two together and, and they can find out stuff that the principal didn't know or the driver knew. And because they're just so passionate what they do yeah. and they just want to make sure it's a safeguard. But yeah. well, we talk about how it it really does. It takes a a, a village yep. to raise students, to raise students well, to raise them safely. Bus drivers are an essential piece of that because, uh, as Amy mentioned, they're the first ones to see the student every day, the last ones to see them off safely, and it is a huge role. Um, is there? Anything, anything else that we would say to, to our listeners today? How can we best support you and your team as they take on this role of safely transporting students? I would say it would be register. Register your students. I mean, as quickly as you can at the end of the year. Because when you project a number, we're an airline. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you book your ticket, get on the plane, and it's overbooked. Mm-hmm. And that's usually the biggest downfall we have for the first couple weeks of school. Mm-hmm. And um, trust, have a relationship with the drivers because you're going to see them. I mean, it's, it's, and don't always think that Joey's doing the right thing because they're usually not. And I always joke about where a parent, if I have to call a parent, and I always tell them, I didn't pull your name out of a hat today. I was going to call you up. I'm calling you for a reason. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> you know, and they get, you know, they get a little, yeah. once they get calmed down and stuff, but it's, uh, this whole school corporation is out for the best interests. Mm-hmm. And I like to put a link between what we do to like, you had Stacy light on here. I get them to school so she can get them fed, mm-hmm. you know, and make sure they got clothes and everything and then get them back home. Cause we are a 
we are a big piece of the pie. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I appreciate what you said about register kids because I think yes. so often we think that's about finding a classroom and being in power school and that registration impacts so many different services that take place for our students and people don't really know that a lot of times from the outside looking in. So thank you so much, Mark, for what you do on a regular basis and yes, for the passion in which you do it with. We appreciate you. Yes, ma'am. All right. Hey, that is it for today. Thanks for uh, tuning in and we're excited to bring you next week's episode.